This is Mary Lewis at A Tiny Homestead, the podcast comprised entirely of conversations with homesteaders, cottage food producers, and crafters. Today I'm talking with Jean at my Minnesota Farmer CSA about growing plants and veggies and apples and puppies and kittens. Good morning, Jean. Hey. How are you? Good. How about you? It worked. I'm great. It did work. Um, so full disclosure for the listeners, Jean is a friend. We, <laughs> we had two of our kids educated by her in elementary school. Yes. We have gotten chickens from her. We have gotten our dog almost three years ago from her. <laughs> so this is going to be kind of weird for me because I haven't actually interviewed a friend yet. <laughs> so bear with me. Um, so, Jean, tell me about My Minnesota Farmer and how it got started, because I don't know that story. <laughs> Absolutely. Very fun. Um, so, in 2009, my husband and I decided we wanted to do something besides our full-time jobs. And so, we thought a good thing to do would be to garden. We had already been growing tons of produce and donating it to food shelves and giving it away to anybody who um, came within our presence. <laughs> and um, we decided we wanted to do this as more of a um, full-time money-making thing. So we started a website that basically was a CSA. And we said that we would not grow over 75 members our first year. We started this website and the subscriptions just started rolling in. So that first year we got 75 CSA members right away. And at that point we closed it down and we're like, that's all we're growing for this year. And it was a great year and people really wanted real good produce, eggs and meat. And so we just kept going with it. The second year we had 150 members and by year four, I think it was, we had 350 families that we were growing for every week, plus the Mankato Farmers Market and Minneapolis School District and uh, Prior Lake farmer's market and kind of anybody else who wanted food from us. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize it had come together that fast. So, yeah. so I have a question. The, the first year, was it people that you already knew that signed up or was it a mix of, of new people and people that you knew? Yeah. So we started a new drop site for a group of people that we knew from church, but the majority of of it was just people looking for food. So just people that stumbled across our website and it helped that my husband was a computer programmer and so he knew how to put a website together pretty well. <laughs> and um, it stumbled across our website and they just signed up and we got way more than we expected that first year and just continued to grow from there. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. So so how many kids did you have at the time or were none of the, the seven arrived yet? Absolutely. So um, in, I had four kids in 2009. I had one born in 2004, two born in 2005, and one born in 2006. And I had one on the way. So our first year, which would have been 2010, I had an infant also. So that would have been the first five that we had at that point when we were starting. So, so was the infant strapped to your front in a snuggly so that you could work? <laughs> Absolutely. I loved my Moby wrap. So I just put, um, that would have been Joshua. He was, he's 13 now, but he just got strapped to me with that Moby wrap and I could do anything. Well, 
having my baby with me. <laughs> well, yes, because they mm -hmm. love to be rocked and they That's rest right. much better when they're being rocked. I know. Yep. <laughs> yep. Really nice. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you miss teaching? Yes, uh, definitely. Teaching was something I absolutely love. I actually had my first night of teaching my third grade class at Awana last night, and I continue to homeschool my own children. So I still have my fingers in teaching, and I just come home from teaching Awana um, at church. I just come home energized because I love it so much. It shouldn't end at 930 at night. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> because I'm so energized on a high from all of the fun that we had and the great questions the kids ask. And I really like raising up the next generation. Yeah, I'm I'm so mm -hmm. impressed with you because I am absolutely <laughs> not a teacher. I, I do not have the patience for it. Oh, yes. I, I'm more than happy to wax on about what I'm interested in. And if people learn mm -hmm. something from that, that's great. But um, to actually sit down and teach someone how to do algebraic equations or how to <laughs> diagram a sentence. I, I, okay. I just, I cannot do it. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. There are some parts that are pretty laborious, but the relationships in it are beautiful. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I spent some time quote unquote homeschooling two of the yeah. boys and it was more an online school that they did. And if they needed help, I would help them. Yes. So I was really thankful that I didn't have to come up with the curriculum and, and plan everything and keep them on task yes. because it would have been a disaster. They, they would have, <laughs> they would have hated me by the time it was over. I've always said that as a homeschool mom, some days you go to bed and you're like, yes, what a day. Another day you just fall into bed and you just pretend that day didn't happen. <laughs> or you or you cry. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It's a lot like what we're doing with the homesteading and the, the raising animals and growing things. Absolutely. Some mornings, some mornings you roll out of bed and you're like, I am going to do all the things and they're all going to go well and it's going to be great. And other days you wake up and think, oh, no, what do I have to do today? <laughs> and how am I going to get through it? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I had no idea when we moved here how much work was going to be involved. Yes. I, I thought it was just going to be the same as when we lived where we lived before. And no, it's uh -huh. not. <laughs> yes. and Very not, true. <laughs> and we're not doing half the things, not even a quarter of the things that you guys do. So... Yeah, yeah. So you guys have, you have cattle. Mm -hmm. You have chickens. Yes. You have your, your high tunnels that have your apple trees in them that I've seen. Yes, yeah. You are, I don't know, are you actually breeding dogs or is it just a thing that happened and then you were like, this is fun, let's keep letting them have puppies? Well, we had, we started with a single male and um, he just kept looking at me with those puppy dog eyes. I just knew he wanted a female. So we bought a female for him in terms that they could breed. And so we had the Diesel and then Daisy and Dexter were our two females, are our two females. Mm -hmm. And so they are for breeding and they are so sweet. We've had multiple litters of puppies and I have a waiting list for them. So we just keep breeding and we allow the dogs to breed usually about once a year. 
And um, it's just so sweet. And those dogs are so loved right from the moment they come out of their mamas. So the kids just love them and make them like little, little fun people almost. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I can I can attest if if you want to get a dog from from Jean and Dean, do it because Maggie, our dog, is fantastic. She's she, a sweetheart. <laughs> she's an excellent watchdog. Oh god! Um, and her one fatal flaw is that she does not fetch. She, oh she yes. won't chase a ball or a frisbee or anything, but uh -huh. she only brings it back to within three or four feet of us and sits down and waits. And I mentioned this to my dad yesterday, and he said, just so you know, he said, Collie, the Collie family, it, they're not mm -hmm. a retriever family. And I said, yes. well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> they have they have a Border Collie. And oh, yeah, she won't fetch for anything. And she does everything that he asks except that. Oh, sweet. <laughs> And he, he reminded me that the reason that we got Maggie is because she was available from friends when we really yeah. wanted a puppy uh -huh. and that we really wanted a watchdog because we live in the middle of nowhere. So yes. we, we we met our, our objective in that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Even if she doesn't fetch. She does not fetch. <laughs> she, however, is the smartest dog I have ever known. Oh, they're so brilliant. If we don't know where her frisbee or her ball uh -huh. is, our, um, if, if we think they're outside, we say, get your ball. And she goes right where she left it and huh. brings it to us. She doesn't bring it to us. She, she comes within three or four feet of us and <laughs> says, here it is. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> but yeah, she, she can find anything as long as she knows the word for it. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's insane to me that they are like eight-year-old children. Yes, yes. And therapy dogs. I don't know if you've experienced this with Maggie, but my dogs, if I am feeling sad, sometimes I don't even realize I'm feeling sad. And there is a dog right next to me, just snuggling up against me. And you're like, you're right. I did need you at this moment. And they are so sensitive. Just they know what's going on. And yeah, it, that's really a neat feature of the Aussies. Yeah, I was going to say, as we're sitting here talking, we didn't say what kind of dog we're talking about. Oh, yes. Um, Diesel and Daisy and Dexter and Maggie mm -hmm. are mini Australian shepherds. Although I'm starting to wonder if Maggie is a throwback because she's she's real thick. Oh, is she? she? <laughs> she's like 36 pounds, and oh. we just we just took her to the vet a week or so ago, yeah. and this this happened last year too at the same time because she has a yearly checkup just like all dogs do. Yes. Um. She said she could stand to lose a pound or two. <laughs> and I, I said, okay, you told us this last year. I said, uh -huh. she's been 36 pounds two years in a row. Yes. <laughs> I said, this dog eats two-thirds of a cup of kibble a day. Uh -huh. she, gets, she gets little tiny milk bone treats, and she gets them half at a time. Yeah. And she gets a a smart a neutro smart bone during dinner because that's what she does instead of begging. I said, <laughs> I don't want to starve my dog. Yeah, really, ha ha. <laughs> and she says, okay. She said, well, she said I would test her for a low thyroid because that's that's one of the things that dogs have trouble mm. with if they if they're not eating a lot but they're still kind of round. 
Okay. Yeah. She said, but she's really healthy. I don't think that's it. Uh-huh. I said, okay. I said, well, I said, we, we joke a lot about how Maggie looks like her mama, but is built like her daddy. I said, yes. her daddy is a big, broad dog and he uh-huh. runs all day. He does. <laughs> I said, so maybe she just favors her dad in her build. Absolutely. Yep. She says, she says, I don't know. She said she's gorgeous and her coat is good and her eyes are shiny and she's clearly okay. well behaved. And I laughed because, you know, <laughs> well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> she says, well, she said, if you can get her a little more exercise, she'd probably drop a pound and then she'd probably be a five instead of a seven. And I said, oh. I said, she's at 10. She just laughed. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah. But you guys also have great Pyrenees dogs, right? Um, we did. We actually oh. were had them from a neighbor, and he had the great Pyrenees dogs and had them pregnant. Uh, had the female was pregnant, and so we took their dogs in and sold their sold the puppies for him, and just loved on those great Pyrenees dogs. But we he has those again, so we no longer have those great Pyrenees. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, I thought yes. they were yours. Yes. Okay. So we are down to a three dog family now instead of a five dog family, which some days is okay. Well, there for a while, you were a 20-something dog family. Yes, you had You had 12 Great Pyrenees puppies. Right? We had, yep, 23 puppies in all between the uh, two litters of mini Australian Shepherds, the one litter of Great Pyrenees, and then we also had five adults. So, yeah, 28 dog family for a while. And that, that was, was fun. In, that was back in April, May? Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we had some of them left for our big baby animal day party. So that was, I think we had three puppies left or maybe five left because they weren't all picked up that were sold um, for our baby animal day party on May 21st. So, okay. But lots of puppies in April. <laughs> all right. Um, so I have to tell you, your daughter, your youngest daughter oh, is yes. a fantastic saleswoman. <laughs> um, when Kyle and I came by to get chickens from you, yes. you were busy. And yes. she was she was in the fenced in part of the yard with the puppies, and she oh. she didn't even think twice. She grabbed a puppy and shoved it in Kyle's arms, and <laughs> then she found another one and put it in my arms. And she explained all about how oh, how oh, Diesel and Daisy had had puppies, <laughs> and Dexter and Diesel had puppies, yeah. and they you only had so many left. And if we wanted one, we should tell you. And <laughs> and I said. Um, Sweetie, it's we have Maggie. We, uh-huh. we can't we can't take another puppy right now. <laughs> and she said Maggie should have a friend. And I said, oh, yes, yes, Maggie, that would be great. I would love to have a friend for Maggie. I said, but Maggie's good. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, if you change your mind, tell my mom. Oh, I was like, okay, yeah. I, I will. <laughs> she is a little salesperson. <laughs> yes, and she didn't say anything to us until she put the puppies in our hands. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so so you've got a, a budding entrepreneur there I in, do. in puppy yes. sales. Yes, yes. And all about experiential learning. Take this puppy and learn about it. That's definitely mm-hmm. something my kids love to do. Here is a chicken. Hold it. <laughs> 
Yeah. She, yeah. she, she also explained that Diesel was not the daddy of the Great Pyrenees puppy. Yes. Yes. Well, that is good to know. <laughs> and I, I laughed and I had so many things go through my head and I was like, I am not saying any of these things right now because I think she's maybe 10 and that yes. would be totally inappropriate. Yes. <laughs> so I was a good girl. I didn't, Sweet. I didn't crack the jokes I wanted to crack. If you'd been uh -huh. there, I might have, but yes. you, you weren't and she was and I decided oh, discretion is the better part of valor <laughs> yes <laughs> cute okay so now that we have bragged on dogs and kids yes. um so i know that you guys have a whole backyard full of apple trees and you yes. had told me that you mm -hmm. had the wolf river apples yes the big ones yes tell tell us about the wolf river apples we bought we bought two trees they're okay. babies I figured yes. they won't actually put out apples for five, six, ten years. Yes, but, yes, it takes. But a you bit. have them, and they're yes. mature. So tell yes. tell us about the Wolf River apples. Absolutely amazing tasting. I just love it. And um, Wolf River apples are so good. The crazy thing about our farm is we have, um, let's see, probably a good at least fifty apple trees and three pear trees, and. Um, an apricot tree, which has never produced, but it's huge and beautiful. So mm. maybe someday we'll get an apricot off it. But does it, um, does it smell good in the springtime when it blooms? Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> then that's worth yeah. it. Yes, it's very cool and it's beautiful. Just the leaves are beautiful. So mm -hmm. the kids did hack off one of the branches the other day, which was a very, very small portion of the tree, but it was encroaching on their volleyball court. Mm -hmm. So it's it's minus one branch, but it's still beautiful. <laughs> Priorities, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I went out there and I was like, what? Who did this? <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, they have lots of room to hit their volleyball back and forth now because that little bit of the apricot tree isn't in the way. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah so lots and the other day i was on my way to market and i was like oh i forgot to eat breakfast walked outside pair off the tree off i went so you know i mean it is so nice to just have all of this produce available all the time last night we had tomato sandwiches i'm making pickles today um it's just so nice to have food available i have a couple cherry tomatoes left over from market and i've just been eating those all week you know just so good to have easy food eggs all the time and whatever we need oh yeah absolutely we yeah. have more eggs than we can stand right now <laughs> oh fun <laughs> so i don't i don't i don't mean to send you backwards but yeah. the reason i asked about the wolf river apples is because yeah. they're huge they're like yes. they can be a pound a piece right yes yes so this year our apples were not as large because of the drought i would mm -hmm. guess so all across the board our apples are smaller than normal we have some apples in and high tunnel also. Um, and those ones are even bigger. They're just oh. huge. Like if you think of a teacher's desk apple, th that's what like every apple in there is. They're just amazing. So, but you have to self-pollinate because the majority of the time in tunnels, they blossom before it's warm enough for the pollinators to be out. So if you're going to do apples or fruit trees, we also have plums in our high tunnel, uh, the, the self-pollination is something you have to keep in mind. Unless you get bumblebees, which usually do pretty well in a high tunnel. We just haven't done that yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know so. I know that you have the fruit trees in the high tunnel. So I assume yeah. that you have to prune them. Otherwise, they'll get too tall and poke a hole in the plastic. Yes. 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 I actually do have one going out the top of the tunnel, but I have not climbed up there on a ladder to fix it yet. 
<laughs> but yes, that is a problem. <laughs> Even when you do, I think we did, I think we did M9, I don't, the rootstock, so that it doesn't grow as tall. It yeah. doesn't matter. In a high tunnel, it, they just take off. You need to trim at least mm-hmm. every other year, if not every year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, when you guys started this, mm-hmm. Did you know a lot about it or was this a learn on the fly as you go quickly? (laughs) Great question. So my husband uh, grew up on a conventional agriculture farm. So corn and beans. And then they had all kinds of fun things like pygmy goats and albino peacocks and, you know, different. He had a a flock of sheep when he was uh, in high school that he had gotten from his grandpa. So it started out where he knew a lot of that part of the business, not so much growing produce, but um, we were high school sweethearts, started dating when I was 15 and he was 16. And my senior year, we had a garden in my parents' backyard and grew these beautiful tomato plants that were taller than both of us. So we have a little bit of experience, but I am, um, I was the lifeguard, the cheerleader in high school. I went to school for education. So I was um, certified from birth to sixth grade. And um, when I had my first baby, I uh, took a leave of absence and then adopted twins the year later. So um, there was no way I could go back to a teaching salary having a one-year-old and two newborns. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I ended up staying home. And at that point, we wanted something to do that we could do as a family and farming seemed like the right thing. So my husband was then working as a computer programmer. And he decided that uh, he thought we could, I think we ran the CSA for two years before he um, discontinued his job as a computer programmer manager. But um, then we came home. And so with, you know, a little bit of experience, but no, we'd never like run a CSA before. We'd never um, grown commercially. We'd never, you know, had a garden bigger than, you know, 50 feet by 50 feet or, you know. So like when we actually started and we started doing acres, it was a big jump. Um, we started out with maybe 10 chickens and three cows. And now we raise 1,500 chickens every year. And we have uh, over 200 cows because we've had like, four calves in the last week. So um, it's definitely, there's a, there's a big learning curve, but um, you know, you kind of learn as you go and you go to conferences and you talk with your friends and yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, regarding the, the cattle, the steers. Yes. Um, yes. So do you guys sell the meat just through the CSA or do you, how, how does that work? So I always kind of say, if you want to buy a pound of hamburger or a whole cow or just a tenderloin, we're your farmer. So we sell live animals if people want to have them processed their own way or want to do it themselves. We have a web store where people can go and order um, whatever they want a la carte. Every month we deliver to your door within reason. You know, if people aren't, if people are listening from Alaska, we're not delivering there. But um, (laughs) in the Twin Cities area in Mankato, the second Tuesday of the month, we deliver a la carte orders to people's doors. And we also deliver a monthly CSA. So if people wanted to order a monthly CSA of produce, meat, eggs, granola, pickles, whatever is available that week, we also do that. But yeah, people can order as much or as little as they want, or beef is 100% grass-fed all the way through finish. And yeah, we have lamb and chicken and pork, 
we're out of bacon right now, but their pigs are getting processed soon. Um, <laughs> so all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, oh no, not not lack of bacon. Jeez. You know, the bacon always seems to go first. Weird, huh? <laughs> I don't know why. I know, especially during BLT season. Can't imagine why. Yep. (laughs) Whoever figures out how to make a whole pig into bacon is going to be a millionaire. I don't don't think it works that way. I don't think so. (laughs) But I'm sure somebody's tried. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say something very unpopular. I am not a huge fan of bacon. I'm I'm not a bacon lover. I'm Uh not. And yeah. less and less every year I get older. I, I just, I loved it when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And Cameron and Kyle fried up bacon the other day. And I took one bite and went, I'm good. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, there has to be some of us who don't love the bacon, right? Yeah. And for a long time, I didn't love ice cream either. So I'm, oh. I'm weird. That's yeah. all there is to it. That's pretty odd. However, <laughs> However, I do love, I do love lamb. Oh, Yes. Lamb is fantastic because it takes Mm -hmm. on the flavor of anything you season it with. Yes. Yep. You can do it sweet. You can do it savory. It's just so versatile. Great Mm -hmm. meat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody thinks lamb with mint sauce. And I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Barbecue is great. Uh (laughs) Um, Thyme and rosemary is great. Yes. Yes. Butter. Butter. Thyme is really good with it. Uh (laughs) We're going to have to get some lamb from you guys. We haven't had it in a long time. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It is. Uh I just, I cannot meet the the lamb that it came from though. Yeah, I know. They're so cute. I know that is hard. It's mm-hmm. it's so hard. Even even when we 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 tried butchering chickens a while back, quite a while mm-hmm. ago, and I made myself watch, and I don't want to do it again. Yep, <laughs> it's so hard. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did. We had bunnies last year, and oh, that was that was bad. I yeah. we, we are out. Of, we are out of the rabbit business. I've already alluded to this in a couple of conversations uh-huh. with other other people I've talked to on this podcast. But our rabbits were retarded. They did not understand that <laughs> to earn their keep, they needed to produce, and uh-huh. they were not. They were not making baby rabbits and we were doing everything right. So they clearly yep. had an issue. And so much for the same breed like rabbits, right? Yeah. No. No, they did <laughs> not, not those get the memo. Uh-huh. <laughs> they they were dumb. They were dumb rabbits. Uh, and we done fed with them. them. We fed them for a year and that was it. I was like, yeah. no, we're out of the yep. rabbit business. I'm not doing yep. this anymore. <laughs> and as I've said before, baby rabbits may be the most adorable thing I've ever seen yeah. next to kittens. Uh huh. But I don't need to do it again. It's fine. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that leads me to cats, which leads to kittens every time. Yes. Um, you were saying that you have never gotten a cat on purpose, yes. that people just kind of let them wander onto your property. You have barn yes. cats. Yes, our first cat, so we moved in in 2005, and our first cat showed up at the doorstep that first year, and we called her Cali Cat because she was like an alley cat, and she mm-hmm. was Calico. Yep. So Kelly Cat was the first. She was like the grandma cat that started it all, and she had kittens. And, you know, my male cat must have came by because obviously that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we probably have uh, between 12 and 15 cats, many which are tame and try and get in the house and sit on our laps and are super sweet, but we have never purchased a cat. There's been a couple cats that people have said, hey, will you take my cat? And yes, we take their cat. But most of the time, I think we just have a really fun farm and cats come from all over the place and just hang out here. <laughs> they like your place a lot. Yeah. Yes, we give them food and life is good. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a reason for asking. Our yes. our female barn cat yes. is due with babies any day. She's oh. huge. Uh-huh. And we're trying to figure out when she's actually going to evict them because it yes. seems like she has been pregnant forever. She has not, clearly. <laughs> Yes. But she's she's wider than she is tall right now. Wow. <laughs> and so I'm assuming any minute she will go into labor, but I keep yes. expecting to wake up to kittens and she's out in the yard walk, walk waddling. She's waddling <laughs> around. Yep. So uh, is there any any indicator other than her being lazy and uncomfortable? Yeah. Well, so the majority of my mama cats um, Callie and all of her offspring, when they're in labor, they walk up to me and meow until I follow them. And then they show me where they are going to have their kittens. Okay. So for that is what happens on my farm. I don't know that that's normal. Like there's been so many cats I've pet during labor, like I'm their doula, um, which is strange. And I don't know if that's maybe just because of the, you know, the lineage that Callie brought onto the farm, but that is what she did. That's what Kiri her did too. When she was old enough to have kittens, she'd just like meow and tell me, hey, it's time. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was my, you know, thing that, but other than that, I don't really know. I mean, I'm sure there is like their nipples probably get fuller and their back end probably gets a little looser. And, but unless you're really like fucking her out every day, I don't know for sure. Well, yeah. she's, she's aggressively friendly. So Oh, yes. So we, we pet her and hold her all the time. Uh-huh. Um, she is a long-haired, and I mean exceedingly long-haired calico. <laughs> uh-huh. And her, her name is Floof, F-L-O-O-F. Sweet. Yeah, so we're waiting for Floof to explode. Uh-huh. And she, she hasn't done it yet. <laughs> that will be cute babies. Yep, and have never had a cat have babies in my my possession oh. in my lifetime. So this yeah. is new, just like never having had a puppy that I raised uh-huh. from a day shy of eight weeks. Yes. That, that was a new experience, too, and that went great. So Yay. I think kittens will be fine. And oh, anyone, anyone local who's listening, we will probably be giving kittens away. Yes. <laughs> in... Uh, 10 weeks or so yeah probably if they don't if you don't sell them or give them away they might just wander to my farm who knows i was gonna <laughs> say we might just drop them at the doorstep and say, i wouldn't go. even know i'd be like hey look if we just had a new cat here a week ago and it's like huh never seen you before welcome <laughs> i would never i would never drop kittens at your no, place i would message no. you and say hey you got room for some more <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah just Uh-oh. you never know what's gonna happen when you live in the middle of nowhere um, that is very Floof, true flu showed up here back in the end of april okay and we thought she was a kitten I uh-huh. thought she was maybe 10 weeks old and we oh, took wow. her to the vet because we didn't know if she'd had shots. Uh-huh. And the vet said, oh, no, she's she's six months old. Huh. And wow. my husband was like, but she's so tiny. 
Uh-huh. And they said she's probably been on her own for a while and she's yeah. hunting and eating what she needs to stay alive. Yeah. So we were we were going to get her fixed shortly thereafter and then <laughs> didn't get around to it. <laughs> and uh, we we are wondering if our male barn cat who we got from the Humane Society is maybe not completely neutered. Uh-huh. He's yeah. got a he's got his ear clipped and he's on record with them as being neutered. Yes. But uh, he was awfully friendly with Floof about <laughs> seven, eight weeks ago. So uh-huh. yeah, I don't sounds know. like that could be the daddy. <laughs> I think they might have they missed something when they did the surgery mm-hmm. or however they did yep. it. Yep. Because <laughs> we thought we were fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprise. Now we're going to be six to eight kittens more fine than we were. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But it's okay. They they'll yeah. be fun for a little while, and I'm sure I'm sure I can find homes for them. Yes, definitely. But I was hoping you had some magic oh. answer to when she's going to have these babies because it's driving me crazy watching yes. her. She's, uh-huh. <laughs> she's so uncomfortable. I feel so bad for oh, her. God, yeah. All <laughs> right. So so you you guys just got a really cool award. Oh yes. yes, yes. We we were the Lisuwerk D Farm Family of the Year, which is kind of fun. So, how many how many other families are nominated for this? So, I am not exactly sure per <laughs> county how many are nominated, but um, I know that each county has one, and they have a big celebration where each farm family from each county can get together and celebrate, and yeah, kind of a neat little farm fest. They did that at farm fest. I was in Honduras at a mission trip on the time, so I was not able to be there, but um, they did a little celebration at the county fair too of all kinds of fun stuff like this. So yeah. Did did you know you were up for this or or was it a surprise? No. The first notification I got was via email um, where Shane said that we had, you know, would we accept it because we are the farm family of the year for Lee Sewer County and wanted to make sure that we were we were accepting of that. And then things went from there. We had a celebration at the county fair and we got two plaques and um, got to do a little talk at the county fair. And yeah, so Fun. I didn't know we were up for it. I do know some people that have had it in from different counties before, but I didn't even know that we were uh, nominated. Oh, well, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a really fun surprise. Yeah. Okay, well, I could talk to you all day because I feel like <laughs> the only time I talk to you is when we're over at your place to pick some critter up or yes. something and you're busy and there's never time to actually talk. Exactly. <laughs> but I also know this is a podcast and, and I don't want to take too much of your time or my listeners time because you know that would be considerate yeah but i really appreciate you taking the time to do this Mm -hmm. and uh we'll probably be over to visit next time you have puppies (laughs) that sounds wonderful all right thank you jean thank you have a great day Bye. Mm -hmm. bye